This is episode 59 of the Building Walls podcast, recorded November 9th, 2021. Friendly, friendly, friendly. Facepalm. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. This is my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, this is Oh, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. The best way to get something done, if you... If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive no, away? No, you can't. So <laughs> Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, a majority of Americans, and forgive me, I'm just the messenger, no longer consider you to be competent, focused, or effective in the job. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Welcome to another epic. Ep, I don't know. What is this called? An episode of the Building Walls podcast. Good Lord. I haven't been drinking. Not a ton. <laughs> I know we're remote, but that wasn't being fuzzy or anything with the connection. This is extra remote on this meeting. You're in the middle of nowhere, right, Chris? I'm in the heartland. Let's just say I'm in the heartland. The great state of Iowa, where everything uh, kind of starts off, right? We always talk about politics. They always make such a big deal about That's Iowa. That's true. And here I am, right in the heart in the center of... Uh, all the action, and I got everything you, closes at ten. There's a lot closed down right now. There's a there's a lot of manure smell everywhere. I'm not gonna Oof. lie. Uh, driving in, there was a lot going on, and I was like driving with my boy Carl. We look, we'd look at each other and be like, "Wow, this is uh, this is not good." <laughs> so it's rank, dude. It's was a little it, rough. Wasn't Trump just in Iowa doing a rally? Something like that. I think he did do a one of his uh, rallies here. Uh, I think like in the past month. month. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did do one in the uh, in the last month here. He did. Yeah. That's right. Our attack helicopter knows he's in the heartland himself. He's in the Husking great state of Nebraska. The great state of Nebraska. And I feel like we're like right by each other, although we're probably still like hours and hours away. Uh, I don't know. You should look. Hey, attack helicopter. Why don't you Google how far you are from Algona right now? Algona, you said? Yep. Algona, Iowa. I Isn't that a city in up north Michigan, too? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Algona, Iowa. Directions from where I'm at now. It's got to be within a stone's throw. It's actually not bad. <laughs> Three and a half hours, 205 miles away. Dude, yeah, there you go. That's not that's not that's bad. a morning trip. Yeah, that's I used not to bad. wake up at six and show up at places by nine AM for work. That's nothing. You know, you could drive now, you would be here, you wouldn't even be able to do the miles after midnight drive. Yes, yes, be... Imagine if your upline was in town. Just imagine three and a half hours is nothing. That's nothing. I mean, are you serious about getting around the heat or not? <laughs> right, Chad? Am I right? Man, talk about the heat, Dayton. The heat. 
Kyle Rittenhouse. He was bringing the heat. He brought a lot of heat. It's not going. It's not going real well for the prosecution, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah. What was that video? The the defense attorney is asking some guy. He goes, "So let me get this straight. Before Mr. Rittenhouse fired upon you, you, I think you said something to him, lowered your weapon, pointed it towards him, and then he fired upon you. Am I am I correct? Yes." <laughs> He, he he just he absolutely just ruined the prosecution's yeah. chances of getting Rittenhouse on. It's just yeah, it's it's rough. I it's mean, rough. literally, they're they're trying him uh, and his defense. You know, they're trying to dismantle his his approach to it being self defense. And I literally think that exchange could be in the dictionary. For the definition of self-defense, right. the one guy that he, the one guy that he, or one of the guys that he shot, says, "Yes, I pointed my weapon towards him, and then he returned fire." Yeah. Do we do we want to watch this video? <laughs> yeah, pull it up. It's I crazy. Mean, it's just I, I I can't even I can't even believe that this is with your arms up in the air. He never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him. With your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Look at look at this prosecution lawyer in the back. He's just like he face pumped. He's, wrecked, He's like ah. <laughs> look at. Mm, oh that man. That didn't go well. Oh man. Oh. So I am not an attorney. <laughs> I don't think anyone here is. But it, isn't there some sort of process? that you're able to like learn about witnesses and stuff or if the guy who gets shot i assume he's got to be one of the plaintiffs in this case right or on the prosecution side uh yeah so he um so he was the only survivor that rittenhouse had shot so he had shot i think three people that night is that correct he's the he's the one guy that survived getting shot by him so don't don't they have a conversation <laughs> with him beforehand? Yeah, hi. What are you gonna say when they yeah. ask you this question? Uh, well, I'm gonna say uh, that I lowered my gun and walked at him. <laughs> I mean, how how does the prosecution take this to court if if they know this is gonna happen? I don't know, Chad. Honestly, I, I this is one of the more bizarre things that has come out of, uh, you know, the circus that is our media, so to speak. As he's coming back on, he's uh, he, he just sent us a message that uh, his computer went full reboot. So he's going to be doing that. But we're going to talk about this. Uh, and, you know, uh, seriously, Matthew, if you're on court, if you're in court and you're sitting there in a trial on a jury, you're in the jury, right? And that exchange happens. You have to be like made up your mind like, okay, we don't need to hear a whole lot more. This guy clearly was acting in self-defense. Maybe we can all agree it was unwise to head down to, um, you know, a, a protest with a gun. You know, like there's no good that really could come from that. And in fact, what happened was there's, you know, multiple people who are now dead 
and one got shot. But at the end of the day, if you're sitting on that jury, you're like, okay, as much as we agree that that's stupid to do, he still didn't, you know, go out there and try, trying to, uh, you know, murder anybody. I don't think it was preemptive. I don't think it was uh, thought of no. uh, in any way other than that. So welcome back, I think Chad. They, I, I was think, just filling. I think they will end up <laughs> – look, Chad's back. I should add him back here. Um, I think that they will probably get him on, not preemptive or anything like that, but they might get him on reckless endangerment. That's what I think will end up happening, is they'll get yeah, him on reckless endangerment. I can see that there. I know the other thing that I thought was hilarious about this is, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, obviously my computer decided to do its own thing, but he was yelling friendly, friendly, friendly as he's around him. Like they knew he wasn't trying to get after him, right? Yeah, but I think that didn't they even people had uh, testified to the fact that, uh, like I think one of the bystanders said that the the guy that he shot and killed said that he was going to come kill him or something like that. Uh, <laughs> if he saw him later or whatever, it's literally testimony that the uh, I and I don't know the name. I'm sorry. I, it's blanking on me. It's been a long day. I've been in the car, but we can all look that up. But yeah, it's like crazy. Like the guy says, "Yeah, I'm gonna come hunt you down. I'm gonna kill you," and then he's yelling, "Friendly, friendly, friendly." Another guy like has a gun, lowers his gun, and points it at him. It's like, what are you expecting this kid to do? Right. You're you're, you're asking. <laughs> yeah, you're you're asking for it if you're coming at him in self defense. Again, I'm not saying Rittenhouse should have brought a gun to a protest. I think that was. <laughs> idiotic at best Amen. i think that's exactly. stupid however he, he, he defended himself that is it can we just leave it at that clearly as the guy flat out admitted because no one else that rittenhouse shot is alive to testify this is the last guy who's alive that got shot by rittenhouse flat out admitted in court it was self-defense that's it it's pure it's over and the prosecution, yep. I don't know, there was another shot of <laughs> the, the prosecution that was just sitting there. The lawyer was just like, <sighs> and then there was, I saw yeah. there was another clip too of a bunch of other lawyers who shared this and they were like, oh, they're like, that's it. It's over. There is no, like, it's over. The case is over. That is the end. That is it. You will never get that him on murder charges. Literally was like a Mike Tyson uppercut in the first round. Like, you're done. Yeah, Game that's over. it. Yep. Have a great night. We'll see ya. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for coming, everyone. <laughs> yup. Yup. It just, it ended it. That was it. Unbelievable. Yeah. This is going to be great as we get end of the rant. Talking about how crazy they are coming at him for this stuff. Um, mm. Before we do that, let's talk about some good old New England beer. Samuel Adams. Mm. Got the pump, pumpkin ale. It's called the Jacko. Have you had that, Chris? No, I mean, I admittedly don't drink a lot of beer, uh, and I'm curious as to yeah, or pumpkin, yeah, I'm not a pumpkin spice guy either. So <laughs> you've you've now added two things together that I'm not or remotely interested in. So I actually, my I wife, got, I'm curious though, is it good? Yeah, is, is it, good? it good? Is it good? It's not overly pumpkin. It actually tastes more like cinnamon and nutmeg. Hmm. And it's really smooth. Has a great flavor because I'm not a Sam Adams guy, but this Jacko is pretty good. If you want a pumpkin flavored beer, hmm. but you're only an hour and a half outside of Boston. How yeah. are you not a Sam Adams guy, dude? It's huh? wicked. It's wicked crazy. You gotta get your butt down there and go get some beer, huh? 
we're going to get beat up someday in a back alley <laughs> by trying to act like we have Boston accents. <laughs> we're going to go to Boston and be like, yeah, yeah, hey, we're doing our show. Like, hey, look yeah. at those guys. And we are going to get dragged into an alley and yeah. beaten to a pulp. <laughs> But I have uh it's interesting. I'll be like, I'm friends with Rittenhouse. I'm friends <laughs> with Rittenhouse. <laughs> I'll get off. No kidding. Friendly, friendly. Friendly, friendly, friendly. Jeez. Man, so let's oh, dive into it. Let's go. Rant you time. ready? Go. Let's get into this rant. So it just this makes me kind of get back to the whole Chauvin case. And I was, yeah, what Derek Chauvin did was totally wrong. But first degree murder. The left will try to come at you with everything, whether they can get away with it or not. And it's the literally the same thing they did in with this Rittenhouse case, right? They're trying to go after him for murder? Even though they talked with the only surviving person. If I'm the surviving person, I got to imagine the people who were with him, they may not have necessarily been friends, but they're associated, at least by their crazy political values right so if the guy who shoots you is clearly on the other side this is such a crazy political environment that isn't he gonna try to like back up his homies but instead he just straight up correct i advanced upon him pointed my gun at him and fired on him correct but the left doesn't care let's still go at him for a murder charge Let's still go at him because from what I understand, the DA will only take a case if there's good sound evidence, right? There has to be good sound <laughs> evidence that they can win this case. If a piece of that evidence is in favor of the defense, strongly in favor, you know, if he's the only surviving person, you know, the defense is going to put him on the stand. If you don't and you know, this is how it's going to go down, especially if that's how it actually happened, right? It's one thing if it they're, they're trying to fabricate a story. But if that's how it actually happened, you know he's coming on the stand. You know he's going to get asked, did you advance upon him? Did you point your gun at him after putting your hands down? And then he shot you, correct? This, the craziness is just like Pete Buttigieg who went on vacation when all the supply chain shortage stuff's going on, when he's the, what, Secretary of the Interior, whatever. Now we're talking about Rhodes being racist. His statement was, if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach in New York was designed too low, for it to pass by, that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. You're right. You're right, Pete. New England, the New England area was one of the first colonies or colonial places for us to start the country, right? One of the oldest buildings are, are, are some of the oldest buildings are in these areas that it goes along with the construction of everything. Where do you think they first built roads? <laughs> it, it, we're, well, they probably built roads where people live. How is this racist? Why is math racist? Why are roads racist? Why does everything have to be so crazy like this? Give it up. 
And if you're somebody, see, here's the thing. I don't think a lot of people out there read that and actually agree with it. But a lot of people just don't say anything about it because they're like, ah, no big deal. I still want to vote for Uncle Joe, even though he falls asleep during UN meetings or whatever that was. Climate change is so important that I might take a nap right now. <laughs> this stuff is so uh, you you can't make this up. But most people, it's not really important to them, and they don't care, so they just let it go by. They don't even think about it, and no one talks about right. Like Ben Shapiro is not gonna talk about how awful the right is, just like CNN's not gonna talk about how awful the left is, if they can choose a better alternative. But still, come on, man. <laughs> you gave the Joe Biden. Come on, man. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Sleepy Joe. During a climate I mean, change talk, but it's so important. Climate change is so important. If if Trump didn't aptly call him Sleepy Joe and he lived up to every last <laughs> bit of that moniker, every last bit, Sleepy Joe, sitting there asleep during a meeting. And that wasn't like a long blink that the camera caught him. He was out. But he showed the video, man. It was insane. We all know an old guy who sits there with his arms crossed and just tilts his head back a little bit. Yeah, that guy's out. I mean, picture perfect. <laughs> I mean, nothing says like, uh, hey, I got this leadership. You guys are talking about some important stuff here. <laughs> but, Chris, I got to ask you, I mean, what do you think about Rhodes being being – being racist dude i didn't know that roads could be racist i mean i i thought you know they started off as dirt roads and so they're brown and then i was like man <laughs> is it because they're brown maybe they're colored i don't know maybe um that the yellow lines you know I, i've heard people refer to asians as yellows before uh is that like that's how that works or like what if all roads lead to tacos is that kind of racist too? Like, I don't get it. It's is Taco that a Tuesday. thing? It is Taco Tuesday. You know, at the end of the day, uh, what, what you saw happen in the last election is you saw a bunch of people who got put into positions that they are not qualified for. Uh, namely, at the top of the president, the vice president. They're not qualified to be in those roles. They might be fine in other roles, but they're not qualified to be in those roles. Then you've got, you know, Pete Buttigieg is the, you know, secretary of, uh, you know, the transportation secretary. Like, come on, get out of here. This guy has no clue what he's doing. He's probably a great guy. He probably does a lot of, uh, you know, whatever. He does. He, he probably does good works somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the, at the end of the day, he's just not qualified to be in that role. And so really, isn't that more of an indictment of our country and people who are voting? that we're voting in people who are literally not qualified. And I feel like that's kind of the reflection of what's happening or what happened in Virginia, you know, uh, over the last week when that uh, parents have kind of said, that's enough. All right. The adults are going to be back in charge now. <laughs> so there's that. Right. But man, I, man, that I was a great, were... that was, that was like a legendary rant right there, uh, tied together a lot of good things. I mean, that that single handedly might be one of the better rants that we've ever had on this show. Ah, so, you're too kind. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. Well, let's talk about some more good good stuff. Our wholesome story: Lego coming out with a Home Alone set. 
It's pretty cool. I don't know why this is really a wholesome story, but I liked it and I thought it was cool. <laughs> it's wholesome uh, until the Legos break and then you step on yeah. them and then it's not wholesome anymore. In fact, it goes from PG to rated R really fast. Yeah. Because I think you're only allowed so many curse words before it's rated R. First, you're talking about Kevin and his damn Legos. And then you're telling Kevin to F off. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to stay home alone. You're going to pick up your mess. That's what you're going to do. And you're going to think about what you've done. Right. But yeah, I mean, the next time we go to France. Dude, do you remember, like, that movie was pretty awesome. Home Alone. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, it's still a good one. That's the best part about the Christmas season, too, is watching all these movies that come out. Home Alone. You, you watch the Home Alone series. You watch uh, maybe the Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Elf. I'm a big elf. <laughs> so, so that elf. makes me ask what what is your what is your favorite Christmas movie for this time of year? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Ah, uh, hands down, Christmas Vacation. Ah, I've never seen that one actually. Oh, I say I'm gonna get crap for this too. I've never seen that all the way through. I need so, to. Uh, I saw that in a theater actually when I was a kid and our family went and all I really, one of the things that's a little extra special for me is I remember my dad laughing hysterically through that whole movie, uh, which is basically a movie about him. (laughs) So (laughs) It's some good insight. Uh, But there's, you know, the older I get and uh, now having a family and trying to do the holidays and uh, you, you watch that movie and you're like, yep. Wow, that was spot on uh, back in the day. So there's a lot of great, uh, hilarious clips in there for sure. But uh, the totality of the movie in its wholeness was uh, pretty great too. So mine has yeah, to be I'm kind it's of a wonderful a... life. That's mine. Oh, there you go. Wholesome. No, that, I mean, there wholesome. you go. You're doing the wholesome story. Attack helicopter yeah. coming doing in. It, doing with it all a, over it's again. It's a wonderful life. Oh, <laughs> such such a good movie. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> like like the Santa Claus. I mean, you mentioned that Dayton. That's a yeah. I love that movie. Tim oh, Allen. All three of them pro conservative. Uh, <laughs> yep. can't go wrong with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's Allen. hilarious. He's the man. Michigan it- Michigan man. I mean, is he from Michigan? Really? Yeah. Yeah. What school? U of M, I think. Dude, one of the more obscure uh, holiday movies that I like is with uh, Ryan Reynolds and. Um, it's just friends. Yeah, that's a good one. Dude, that movie <laughs> literally cracks me up. That's a good one. Anna uh, Ferris is over the top in that movie, and I die laughing, mostly because I knew a girl that was like that, too, who's just so out of touch. All right, I got a follow-up for you. It's November okay. 1st. Well, it's past November 1st. Shoots, November 9th. Is it too early to put up Christmas decorations? No, Dude, that's such a good question. <laughs> no, and so, I can say no. <laughs> I already put some up. <laughs> All I'm saying is my wife's got Christmas tree up that I help her put up. Lights, ornaments, uh, crap all over the house. And I'm think, thinking to myself, I still want to smoke a turkey for Thanksgiving. Mm. Hey, I feel like I should open presents up tomorrow. I'm missing the spirit of thanks- Thanksgiving. Well, what's interesting is uh, 
last year we had pumpkins out and you know had decorated our front porch and things like that and one of the pumpkins fell off uh our little porch and into our front yard and this year it grew into a huge vine and we had to pick our we had a, our own pumpkin in our yard that's sweet and it wasn't it wasn't a huge pumpkin but it was still a good size and we picked it off and my daughter was like you know what dad this is like the charlie brown pumpkin this is like the charlie brown tree from the christmas show but it's our pumpkin it's our charlie brown pumpkin and i was like oh honey it kind of is and so we brought it in the house we cleaned it up and we put it up as our decoration and i think it's seasonal like let's i'd like i think the answer for me is no it's never too early to start celebrating christmas because you know what you got those people Dude, who are like, hey, it's pumpkin. my birthday month. Oh, look, yeah, see, look, TA's got it up, my man. <laughs> so uh, it's right there. It, it It's a little green. It has turned orange. You see, obviously, it's pretty bright orange there, uh, but it's green around the other side. That's and look beautiful at that pumpkin. stem, man. That thing is. You sure you know, do know how to grow a great. pumpkin. I'm a pumpkin farmer. <laughs> Dude, it is packing. <laughs> That pumpkin is packing. But, you know, like, <laughs> how many people do we know that are like, hey, when it's their birthday, they're like, oh, it's birthday week or it's birthday <laughs> month, right? Chad, you know people like that, right? Absolutely. Well, you know what? Christmas is about Jesus' birthday. It's you Christmas know what? I think season. He, I think he deserves two months. So let's start in November. That's he gets right. November and December because he's Jesus. That's how we do. <laughs> That's epic. I mean, you can't you can't argue with that. Jesus is the reason for the season, even though no one even knows what his birthday is. But screw it, we'll call it December twenty fifth. Let's roll with that. Got to make it someday. Some days just as good as another. Uh, you know what he wants to? What every kid wants? Some myrrh. That's what he's talking about. Let's get some myrrh. Some myrrh. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the next top topic we have here. I'm like, oh my god. What is he going to say next? No, no. I, I do love the season, though. And I'm happy to say that uh, 100.3 in Detroit is playing uh, the Christmas music, uh, which I love. Big letdown in Connecticut. Sydney couldn't, they don't have couldn't it? find a station. No way. Could not find a station. This is this is liberal country. We don't celebrate Christmas the same. Come on, man. Right? <laughs> what? What? I think what they do for Christmas here is like I buy presents for my family and then I'm supposed to share it with others. <laughs> I, th- I think that's what we do around here. I'm not sure. That's just my first my my first take because my taxes are so high. I share plenty with others. Um, wow. But All I right. tell you what I don't want to share with others is my bathroom. Dude, and I don't want this my... is only a matter of time till this happened. I don't want my daughters sharing the bathroom. So... It's so hard reading this article when you hear this mom of the boy who raped this girl. And he's not even, or the mom's not even acting like it's a big deal. She says, well, he just likes to dress eccentric, but he's not a transsexual or or anything like he doesn't tell people that he's a girl. He's clearly a boy. And it was it was consensual, you know, even though they're underage and they're in high school, it was all consensual. 
she was just having a bad day. He wanted to cheer, cheer her up. Yeah, I tell you what, when whenever my wife's having a bad day, I'm like, honey, you know, let's just let's just go to bed. And she's like, oh my God, I thought you'd never ask. No, she's like, can I I'm having a bad day. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> right? Which is understandable. <laughs> but come on. Well, the, the craziest part, Chad, is the mom said my son's just a normal 15-year-old. Yeah. Normal. Okay. Normal. So it's now normal for your 15-year-old boy to want to put a skirt on and pretend to be a girl and go into the girl's bathroom. That's normal for you? And have sex. And then wants to force himself onto another girl. Right. Who should reasonably be able to defend herself, of course, because she's 15. (laughs) Right. That's all normal to you. I just want to make sure that I'm following along. And as long as that's normal to you, come this way. We're going to lock you up and you're never going to see the light of day ever again because that is not normal. And we should not allow people like that, you know, wandering around just telling people what's normal. That's not normal. That's very abnormal. This is this is the fear from people and parents like yourself and myself who like let them do whatever they they want to do. But if they're biologically a male, they don't need to be in the woman's bathroom. Because what if this happens? How many times do we hear that? And then, oh my God, it happens. And it's not in the main the mainstream media. The school board denies it because that goes against all of their pro-trans mm. policies. The school board, the, the people who are in line to raise your kids. And it's like you said, that's why parents in Virginia stood up. That's why they made a change. Well, even a, a, in a above that is... It's, it's like the, the doubling down on it where the school board, you know, didn't admit that something was wrong or that they handled it poorly. They literally tried to cover it up and move the student and didn't denied it and went after and then put out an attack on the father who was upset about his daughter being in uh, that altercation. Um, I mean, literally, that's the craziness that's happening right now in the chaos in our world. It's 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 messed up. Is this where it all the least. is this where it all started? Where the FBI had that huge probe or investigating this dad as a domestic terrorist? Yes. Yep. Same father, who you know, because he's he was going crazy at the uh, at the school board meeting, and they had to arrest him. He started you know screaming and yelling like like any father would. Uh, especially, you know, when you bring these very serious allegations up and you have a lot of proof behind them, uh, and and then to have the authority that you've, you've elected into that position, in this case, the school board, literally outright deny that this even happened and say, you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy. I mean that that it's double it's the doubling down that's the problem and so the parents, you know, look at this and I'm telling you, you know when you when you're playing blackjack, sometimes it's good times to double down. Most times it's not. It's really unwise to do that. And that's what the school board did. And they doubled down and they're losing and they're going to lose. And now they may end up having awakened, thankfully, uh, a lot of people to mm-hmm. what their true ideology ideology is that's the thing the left has an ideology and they think that 
the government is the answer for everything. Government is their God. They don't, you know, they don't see anything wrong with what happened. And I was, I was reading in, into a lot of the, the different things and listening to a lot of different people speak about some of the polls going into the Virginia election. And uh, after Glenn Young, Youngkin won, they were talking about, or I was reading an article about the, it showed from all these different pollsters, the percentage of people in these polls who were voting for, what's his name? McAuliffe versus yeah. Youngkin. And as soon as this whole school board thing came came up, it was McAuliffe was here and Youngkin was here. Then all of a sudden, week after week, you see it just slowly turn. And it's because a lot of parents, they don't care necessarily about certain politics. Or there was a study on suburban mothers. They don't care about politics. They care about what happens in their life. And school is yeah. a huge thing for a lot of suburban parents, which is these votes and that they kids. right and their kids, which they these these are the votes that the left just typically assumes that they have because of whatever reason. But then this hits, and a lot of those votes, I mean, even people all across the board were like, no, that's not okay, right? We yeah. we don't like that this happened. We don't like that the potential governor said that we shouldn't have a say in our kids' schooling. That was the death blow. Yeah, I mean, this stuff's crazy. And then, lo and behold, what happens? Not only does a conservative Glenn Young can get elected, but it's the first black female to hold a, uh, a statewide office or to be elected to a statewide office seat. And no one is talking about it, but Fox News or The Blaze. Why isn't CNN talking about this? I thought they championed race and black and black females being elected to positions of of uh, power. Because just because Glenn Youngkin got elected, the lieutenant governor is a totally different election. You can elect whoever you want. You don't have to vote for the Republican person. You can vote for whoever, even if you want to vote for Glenn Youngkin. Duncan. So how awesome is this? This is great. And CNN doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, they literally ignored it. And by the way, uh, she is one of the most uh, well-spoken. She's badass. Impressive, yeah, impressive people that I've heard talk in a long time. And like Virginia is lucky to have a woman of that caliber in that role. That's uh, That could be game-changing for Virginia and hopefully for the country. Because I mean, you want to talk about a uh, <laughs> bombshell to your uh, narrative, since that seems to be the theme in this uh, episode. <laughs> I mean, if you're you're if if the Democrats are the prosecution, <laughs> well, you know, Winsome Sears is uh, that that uh, person who's like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's not going to work for me. I'm going to be uh, a black woman who knows how to think and is conservative and loves Jesus. And yeah. we're going to, we're going to do all this stuff and, and guns that picture yeah. of her with that rifle or that. I mean, I don't even know what that thing is. That thing. I don't think it was an AR 15. It's too big for that. No, but it was something. It was definitely a but rifle. It was semi-automatic awesome. rifle of sorts. Did you see, but did you see Saturday night live was like mocking her? 
So not so not even did the left even acknowledge the the awesomeness of her winning this you know uh, election, but then they turn around and mock her, and they're like, "Yeah, this is the greatest win for the left on uh, you know gun control rights by by just having this picture out there." And they put her picture up with that gun, that because because the right will not tolerate that. It's like, no, we're gonna celebrate it because it's awesome, right? <laughs> She is fan fantastic, and there's honestly there's a ton of great women that uh, have a good shot in the in the Republican Party. And I hate to say this, but I feel like the Republican Party. There's uh, what's his name Ed Durr up in New Jersey. Hmm. There's guys like him that the Republican Party, if they don't think they can win certain things, they just don't put any effort towards it. And this was one of those things, Ed Durr up in uh, New Jersey. He spent, I think it was $150 in total. But he yeah. got out there and knocked on doors. He got out there and met his constituents. And all of a sudden, he dethroned the president of the state senate in New Jersey. Took him down. Spent $150. The, the Republican Party had no idea. They didn't even care. They just assumed that he was going to lose. And yeah. I think they... They they do that with a lot of females, um, and I don't know why, because there's ladies like Nikki Nikki Haley, who I know some guys who have worked with Nikki Haley in the, in the military, and they're like, dude, Nikki Haley's awesome. Like, we're surprised that she's, she doesn't have more of a spotlight, because yeah. I'd vote for her, you know, tomorrow. I like Tulsi Gabbard. She's yeah. pretty well spoken. I don't agree. I definitely don't agree with her on a, a lot of things, but you know, she's pretty good at bridging uh, the two sides, which is what we need right now. We need people who can start bringing people together and less, you know, of the chaos. What do you think? Is, uh, is Sleepy Joe going to run in 24? I mean, when was the last time that a sitting president wasn't allowed to run for re-election? That's actually a great question. We should look that up. I don't know. Not allowed, but chose not to. Right. That, uh, you know, I know sitting presidents have had one term where they ran for re-election they didn't win. Right. But when did they, like, not, they're not even on the ballot. I don't know if that hasn't happened in recent memory. Yeah, I wonder if that's ever happen but i wouldn't put it and past i the... see it coming because i don't think anybody i mean they're talking about his approval ratings are in the 30s and kamala That's harris bad. is in the 20s she's in the 20s like nobody likes these two yeah, i can't it, imagine it has that been too many pe people know who kamala harris is <laughs> like <laughs> they don't even talk about it they don't put her in the press because all she does is laugh and giggle hmm yeah, and that laugh is super annoying. Yeah, I mean, the best nickname I heard for the two of them is Shits and Giggles. <laughs> so so I've got I mean, some, I pulled up some data on presidents who uh, who did not seek a second term. There was three, on, and the most they, recent one. They did not seek a second term? Yep. Does that mean, like, they're... Yep. Means they did not try to get reelected. Okay. They did not try to get reelected. And it was James K. Polk, who was elected in 1836, James Buchanan, who was elected in 1852, and Rutherford B. Hayes, who was elected in 1876. 
there was wow. uh, Theodore funny. Roosevelt who decided not to run for a second term, but he ran in a subsequent election. Ah, Teddy. So those are mm. that is those are the the presidents for you, in case you're curious. Wow. Wow. Dude, I got another yeah. joke. So for it doesn't you. happen very often. No, it hasn't so. happened in close to 250 years, something like that. Is that right? 150 years? I don't know. I'm not. I go. Yeah. I don't know. 100, 150. 150. Yeah. That's right. Math is racist. We don't need to know math. Yeah, I'm offended by that. Racist. So, hey, did you hear about what the Pope said to Biden when they first met the other day? <laughs> Holy <No>. crap. <laughs> so bad. That's a dad joke all day. <laughs> so good, though. Uh, oh, man. Holy crap. I mean, uh. these... These lefties, right? Uh, this is not a joke, but did you hear what the Southwest pilot said as they were take, taken off? I mean, I did, and I love it. I love every American bit of Airlines. It. Oh, jeez. Are, are we rolling? No, nope, that, was, that was me. <laughs> it, we'll do auto it, it auto played the video. I'm sorry. We'll do it live. Thank you, Fox, for auto playing. Yeah, he's. Taken off, folks. Enjoy your flight. Let's go, Brandon. Is that? I mean, should have been said. Doesn't matter. What do you think? Expressing political opinions on duty is unacceptable. That's what Southwest says. Um, you know, as they uh, grapple with their own controversy over the vaccine mandate. Uh, and have introduced political agendas into their own co company. And I find that to be mildly hypocritical. Uh, outside of the fact that essentially what I've concluded with the vaccine mandate, whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, is quite irrelevant to me. Um, but as a free society, you cannot dictate and mandate to some person they have to do something when one of the known side effects is death. You're now asking them essentially to play Russian roulette. Some people are going to die from this. We just don't know which one. So everybody's going to do it. And it's like, no, I don't want to play that game. I'm not playing your Russian roulette. And I'm certainly not playing with your uh, science. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go home now. So uh, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> And the mandates, though, they they seem to keep on coming, right? It's um, I don't want to say the CDC. I think OSHA is who's trying to push forward that not only do companies with more than 100 people have to be mandated, but com companies with less than 100 people, too. So I don't get why they're still pushing this mandate thing. And then they say that it's not political when, like you said, he, he said, Let's go, Brandon. We can relate that to being a certain political side, but nothing that he said is political. Does anyone even know what his political beliefs are? Does it even matter? Well, you know, the interesting part is, and I, I really, you know, struggle to even put this into words, but it's not the let's go, Brandon. It's not, you know, F Joe Biden. 
that's not really what everybody's saying. It's the hypocrisy of the media to stand there and tell us they're saying let's go, Brandon, when we can clearly all hear that it's Uh-oh. F Joe Biden. Somebody got the cops coming after him? No, Carl. that was that uh, uh you, you guys that, heard that. That was that, that go- me? No, that was me. That was, or was that uh, you? the attack helicopter. Yeah, you guys yeah, didn't. It didn't get heard on the recording because my mic is muted for the recording. But you guys hear. It oh, you guys can hear me. geez, you uh, lucky son of a gun! I yeah. thought you were mining too much crypto over there or something. <laughs> yeah, Popo's coming for you. Yeah, they want they want my tax dollars. They want they want their money. But yeah, you know this your money. this whole line between what's political and what isn't seems to be fuzzy because for whatever reason. When the left talks about things, even though it's clearly political, it's never political. It's always because they're just such great, wholesome people. They they want to have the moral high ground. So and that's why they're peaceful protest. Right? Yeah. Peaceful protest. Peaceful protest. It's a, right. Friendly. It's about saving everyone's life, right? Everyone's a friendly. We yeah. don't want to kill anyone. That's why you got to take the, the mandate. But like you said, Chris, it's such a great point. Is that if there's ever a moment where a potential side effect is death at what uh, it's not the games, right? I didn't choose to play in this game and you're definitely not paying me money after. So at what point can you tell me I have to do something if we live in a free country? Well, and I mean, that's when you break it down like that, you're like, okay, Chad, you have to do this. And Oh, by the way, you don't have a choice in it because you're gonna. If you don't, you're not gonna keep your job, or we're, we're gonna manipulate things to where it's not a choice then anymore. I'm gonna punish you until you do this. And and just FYI, some people have died from this. So, good luck. Hope hopefully you're not the one that dies. You seem like a nice person. It's insane. I mean, the level when you break it down like that, the level of insanity that we have going on in this country right now, especially coming from our leadership. I mean, they're the most godless, uh, worthless nonsense that's spewed in the history of our country, quite frankly. And we need to get back on track ASAP. And what I love is that State Farm came out with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. And, you know, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, I kind of want to explain this a little bit because I was reading into it, listening to it. It makes a lot of sense. So he was immunized. So he wasn't vaccinated because based on his body, his DNA, he didn't feel it was the right. And what his doctors told him, it wasn't a good choice for him to get vaccinated. So let's just take the whole medical professional thing out of it, right? But they said a good thing you can do is get immunized. So you go through a series of treat treatments to, from what I understand, to introduce you to, you know, illnesses, so to, so to speak, to help build up your immunity system. You get immunized to COVID. So he went to the NFL trying to get an exemption to say, I didn't get vaccinated, but I've gone through immunization uh, therapy which pretty much does the same thing just with less side effects, which I don't want to get into right now. The whole, you know, why don't we hear, why aren't we hearing stuff about Regeneron and the monoclonal antibodies and all this stuff that I've heard a ton of anecdotal stories, how people have had COVID going to the ER, get the monoclonal uh, treatment. And within hours, 
side effects gone. No more, no more side effects. Had super, super bad headaches, had fevers, had body aches, had whatever side effects gone. So Aaron Rodgers goes through this immunization process and now he has COVID. I don't know if he has symptoms. Do you, has he had like bad symptoms from it? I don't think so. I doubt it. Probably because he got the monoclonal antibodies. (laughs) Um, If he has, it hasn't been reported. So, yeah. So then all of a sudden it's this huge thing that Aaron Rodgers, Oh my God. Like, and he wasn't even making a political statement. They're like, oh, he's pushing this for the right and conservative, this or that. And he comes out and makes another statement and says, I don't care about either of them. I think yep. they're all a bunch of crooks. It's me paraphrasing what he said. It's great. Give them the discount double check. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers is trying to get canceled. And he gave him the discount double check. State Farm come, comes out and does the exact opposite of what Southwest and other companies like southwest are doing and say listen we don't make choices for anyone we've had a great partnership with them this is a mm-hmm. massive company that i'm pretty sure state farm is the number one insurance company in the country if a company yeah, is going to make the largest make a stand for the left isn't isn't, isn't now the time and well, think so out that there's not. somebody over there that is like literally thinking this through a brain cell and saying, you know what, at the end of the day, and quite frankly, with the Aaron Rodgers thing, if people want to compare and say, hey, well, he wants to control what goes into his body, that's because he produces uh, a lot of money. And that's a pretty <laughs> big decision. I mean, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is getting paid these days, but I got to imagine it's in the 30 million, to, you know, 40 million a year range. At least. Uh, you know, with his endorsements and things like that. So he's he's doing pretty good. And so he's got a lot of reason to do the research and do what's right for him. And that's probably why he doesn't give a crap what anybody else thinks, because at the end of the day, he's the one doing it. So good for him. Good on Aaron Rodgers and good on State Farm. That's my insurance company. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. (laughs) So, it got me thinking, and I heard this earlier too, and I was listening to the radio, is do you think something like this, right? We've heard these crazy things like Kurt Schilling gets uh, denied the Hall of Fame. Um, do you think this is something that potentially plays into him being uh, denied the Hall of Fame? Because because of his <laughs> alleged political views? I would find that really hard. I mean, statistically speaking, he's already a Hall of Famer. Right. Uh, he's, he's won a Super Bowl. He's multiple MVPs. Uh, he's widely considered one of the best athletes of all time at that position. Um, if he doesn't, then I think there's a direct link to that. And I think that would be standing out. It wouldn't be very gray area. It would be very black and white. So, I mean, which would you could leave be a real problem. Left, though? He's they're definitely going to try to cancel on my bet. Well, they, anybody can try. I mean, they tried to cancel Chappelle. They try to can, cancel. They try to cancel everybody. And, and the, the real key is, you just can't let them. You just don't let them. You go do you. You go do you. There's more of us than there is of them. That's mm. the fact that they don't seem to understand. There's more people that are rational and will support the right to choose than there is people who are demanding that you go try and play Russian roulette. Mm. Mm. 
Speaking of playing Russian roulette, yeah, it's never good to play Russian roulette with the refs. And I think we'll probably wrap it up with this. Uh, <laughs> in the Monday night game, did you watch this video yet? I, I have not. I missed the Monday night game. So <laughs> Man, I'm excited to see this video. It's a, <sighs> this guy, the timing of it. He's running behind the ref. You see the ref kick his leg out, then stick his hips hips back and hip check the linebacker. And then directly after, throw a flag in the air. All right. And the, the guy himself even said uh, Cassius Marsh is his, is his name, or Cassius, not, not to be confused with Cassius Winston, who's your boy from Michigan <laughs> State. Um, One of the greatest point guards of all time. <laughs> Uh, he's like, I don't know that I, that I hit the ref. And then he gets thrown out of the game. It's crazy. <laughs> I think he got All DQ'd right. for the game for having contact with the ref. Do you have that clip up? Uh, yeah, Mr. I producer. Do. I do. Check this out. He was directing. Yeah, watch this again. No, he's already reaching. Foul had already took, taken place. He so definitely he wasn't trying to avoid him. Like the ref definitely kicked his butt back out at him. And that guy was like, what just happened? Uh, no big deal. Flag comes out right <laughs> after. Look at him throw that straight up in the air like it's a bouquet at a wedding. <laughs> oh, it's so oh. great. Dude, what do you do when people just butt check you like that? Gave him the DQ double check. Yeah, goodbye. Here, here's your oh, you, here's your mandate, and you're gone. <laughs> Whatever, man. Well, what a great show. That's a good way to end it for sure. We can uh, butt check each other right out of here. <laughs> that sounded terrible. <laughs> Until next time. Hey. Lift up your hearts. Uh, Com Commander Walls. Commander Dayton. Going Praise, praise be. <laughs> praise be Indeed. under his eye. Blessed day. I I'm a friendly. 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 <laughs> <laughs>